listeners, welcome back. It's Trent Rashad. And Marcus Drew Steele. And you're listening to Cold Pop. Hey, so we took a couple of weeks off, you know. But we're back and we're better than ever. Debatable. Right? So. It's debatable. It's debatable. We've got a lot of great topics to talk about. A lot of great sure. topics. I mean, you know, for us, we didn't want to be gone um, as long as we were, but just because of life situations and traveling and other commitments, um, we had to just take a break, but I'm glad and we need to get back because there's so many topics to talk about. Yes, yes. Uh, we're going to talk about Pitchfork and their little list, big list, I guess, per se. Um, Amanda Seals, Ellen DeGeneres. Lots of different stuff. So yes. let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, um, weekend, well, I guess weekly recap, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. What the hell you been up to? Uh, for me, it's been lots of traveling, so I, what, last weekend, um, I was in Atlanta. Yes. I traveled in down Atlanta for the Tyler Perry, um, <laughs> studio opening, and that was amazing. I was a guest of honor, and that was incredible. Just to did be you get a star around there a as well? The I did have a star. Um, it's just black ex. No, um, I was down there for a wedding, and it was also like everyone was in Atlanta that weekend. Every yeah. celebrity um, that you know was in Atlanta that weekend, but it was a good time. I had a good time. Mm -hmm. nice. Um, the week before that, my family actually came came to visit me in Chicago for the very first time. Mm -hmm. I lived in Chicago now for six years and, and my time. mom had never come up to visit me. And so she brought, um, it was my brother actually brought, um, my sister-in-law as well as my mom and my aunt, her sister, um, to the city to come and just kick it with me for a weekend. And that was super fun. Um, they got to meet and chat with my old man. Mm -hmm. uh, that was oh, great. Oh, they did? Yeah. So this was like, go? yeah, it went well. This was like their first time. Like they've spoken to, like over on the phone to each other and, you know, FaceTime. But this was like first time in-person meeting. So that was great. Nice. Nice. How long did they stay? Uh, just the weekend. So okay. they came up Friday and left Sunday. Okay. So. Okay. So I know it was very chill then, right? Yeah. Not a lot of walking around. Not no, it was very, it was low impact programming throughout the whole thing. <laughs> they went to go see Hamilton. We went out to eat. I took them to the DuSable Museum. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, I mean, like, gosh, I feel like it's been forever. Uh, what? We went to a wedding together in Kentucky. Oh, yeah, we did go um, to a wedding. Yeah. Oh, we didn't record then either. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, oh, yeah. And then we were in Kentucky for a little bit, you and I. Yeah. You and that was fun. And, and that was like Homecoming. Yes. The prequel to yeah. Homecoming. Right. And so many of our friends from college. Um, saw them. Yeah, that was fun. Got congrats to Peter and the new boo, the new husband. Sebastian. Um, Congrats to both of them. It was fun. I had a great time at the wedding. It was good to see people I hadn't seen since I graduated. So I, mean, yeah. I had a great time. Um, we even got a, some good compliments about the podcast. Yeah. People were listening. It was fun. You know? Um, so, yeah, I went to the wedding, and then I went to San Francisco. So You were in, you were in San Francisco. I was in Atlanta. We were yes. in the two gay capitals <laughs> of, the, of the country. Right, right. I went to San Francisco for um, Folsom Street Fair. And to kind of just, you know, catch up with old friends and stuff like that. It was fun. It was a good time. Um, had a blast. I was just there for the weekend. Came, I 
ended up having to work uh, remotely on that Friday. I had what mm. I left on a Thursday, ended up having to work that Friday, and then still ended up having to do some stuff on that Monday too. But had a good time, you know. It was good to kind of see everybody, and you know, it was just like going home for a little bit. You know, I think San Francisco, um, my formative years, some of my my formative adult years were in San Francisco, so it was good to kind of reconnect a little bit. Yeah, interesting. You said going home. Yeah, um, well, I, I kind of do think like huh. that was the longest place I've been somewhere, you know, like since graduating college um, with work, I have what I've jumped around from like city to city after a year, you know, mm-hmm. and San Francisco was the first place I was actually at somewhere for more than a year. So, but you feel like that that's home for you? Uh, it's a second home. Okay. I'll put it like that. Not like, oh, that's home home, but like a mm-hmm. second home. You know, okay. like a place that I'm always familiar with and always feel comfortable going to. We'll put gotcha. it like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and like Chicago is what? The second longest place. I've been here for two years now. So, I mean, mm. that's uh, pretty, been pretty eventful. Pretty yeah. eventful. Um, other than that, that's pretty much been my, my well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. So... <laughs> Let's How the get, fuck you lying? <laughs> let's get this lying. out of the way now. Um, Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Why you always lying? So um, let me preface this by saying, in a future episode, I will we'll talk. We'll actually talk about this a little bit more. Okay. Um, in depth and just what these things mean and stuff, but um. There was another change I had. Um, what kind of statement do I want to release? I know, girl. I'm actually had, getting nervous. You had weeks I'm, to prepare a statement. Why am I nervous? This, this is, is not. Silly. This is a safe space. This Cold is pop space. is a safe space. So I'll just put it to you blunt. Um, I am no longer in a relationship. Yeah. Um, we did not work out. Mm-hmm. Um. I would like to say that it was an amicable split, but I will say that it was a semi-amicable split. Okay. Um, yeah, so newfound singledom. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. So, um, eh, I, like I said, we'll go, we'll go into some more in-depth about mm-hmm. that. Um, I, think, I think I wanted to say at least this piece because I've been out since then and um, have taken some metaphorical bullets. And so I think it was, I think it was worth putting out there that, okay. you know, this is the, this is the end. This is the, the new normal. Okay. So that, you know, people don't keep asking me and coming up to me and, Oh, well, where's your other half or where's so-and-so and where's the, well, don't know (laughs) i think that's fair i think it's fair to say that um i guess my question for you is like is there i feel like i already know the answer to this because we you and i have talked about this we've talked offline um offline about this but i think like is there some celebration of like closing this particular chapter um I'm not quite sure if celebration is the word, but I will say that looking back now, um, I'm a a little removed now um, from it. Uh, hmm. 
it was time. Yeah. And that's why I think knowing what I know, I think that there's, I mean, while it might not seem celebratory, but I think you do owe yourself a pat on the back for being able to step away from the situation. Well, and- let, let's be clear. Uh, <laughs> I got broken up with. Right, right. Well, no, but, yeah. But okay, still, that's true. Still, and there's a good chance that he may be listening to this, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I will say this. I, there's, there's no ill will. Um, there was, there, there are fresh, there, I guess there can't be R anymore, but there were frustrations. Um, and I think again, you just, you get to a point when two people realize that they're not compatible Yeah, and that's okay. And I think being able to To name that and to verbalize it and say, yep, this is not it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of other details and things like that. that It takes bravery to do that though. So yeah kudos to you i won't get into any of that but yeah so um it was a i guess we can state whatever you call it irreconcilable differences oh gosh (laughs) get a dictionary baby it is irreconcilable differences it is you got it yeah um but yeah like i said in a future episode i want to i want to have a a larger conversation just Mm. about relationships okay um but for now that's the statement Press release. Press, 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 press. Marcus don't need more press. Well, mm. so okay, moving on away Put from me. Out. Let's let's move off of that subject now because it's still a little, um, still still a little twinge. Okay, that's fine. Well, I mean, that's pretty much the recap that I have. There's nothing else really going on um, outside of that. I feel like we okay. need to get into our next segment. Yes. Woo child coming right up. Woo child is right. (laughs) You go first. Okay, all right. So I need to recover. So first thing, uh first thing that I have from Woo Child um was the (laughs) the Law and Order SVU, one of their later one of their latest episodes. That is a Woo Child for real. It's definitely a Woo Child moment. So I don't know because I feel like um, newer episodes of Law and Order SVU we might not necessarily be as privy to, but they recently did one um, this past week that heavily was heavily inspired by the Jesse Smollett situation um, that happened here in yes. Chicago. And so we know that Law and Order SVU is good for taking um, headlines and actual cases with celebrities and things that have happened um, in real life and molding them into actual episodes. And it was just something it was it was interesting to see this episode come to life cuz I didn't know how that they were going to get there. Right. Um if it was going to be an exact replica, but I watched it. It was um it was very interesting how they got around. So they had to switch the story up a little bit because Law and Order uh, SVU really deals more so with like sexual crimes. Mm-hmm. So they had to change up the scenario just a bit, but just all of the stuff there of people like at first being on like championing um, the character whose name is Mathis. He's kind of like the Jesse Smollett character. The, was um, the, part, the actor that played him, anybody we know? Or, no, okay. I don't think so. No, unknown. yeah, it was like an unknown. Okay, but everyone was big break. everyone was first like rushing to 
um, his defense. The, yeah, his yeah. defense and like this is wrong and this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then the videos pop up of people, like of people from his team purchasing the items to do the attack and the inconsistencies and like all of this stuff plays out. And it's it's just so weird to kind of go back and look at it and see it um, brought. Uh, in this light this is the I think this will be the first hash of many right um, because I think that this will come up later on we'll see this um, situation um, brought to the screen in different ways oh absolutely so uh, it was it was definitely a woo child moment just because like it was every they they did everything except say his name right (laughs) they said they did everything except say Jesse's name Uh, and so that was just very uh it was very interesting so shout out to marishka hargitay and the whole team over at svu i i just remember seeing uh uh on twitter people were like oh law and order is going there they definitely <laughs> did oh, they went there oh uh, yeah They're so going. they went there yeah definitely check it out i think the episode is called something like in hell, down low in hell's kitchen or something like something like Ooh, that oh, yeah Jesus. yeah they had to make it a little bit more sexual but more the, all of it is there oh, shut out all of the important pieces are there so Ooh, out to yeah that. what do you have um so this has been a pretty big topic of conversation uh pitchfork pitchfork released it's this i guess this publication um they have a festival pitchfork music Mm -hmm. festival but they just released the list of the 200 top albums of the past decade um and it's had a lot of people talking yes i scrolled through them all um some of them i agree with some of them a lot of them i don't agree with i was like oh this place this high like okay wow um number one was frank ocean's blonde Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. mean, okay. Cool, cool. I've, yeah. I, I've, honestly, I've never listened to a Frank Ocean if album. If I saw the album down the street, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't know, know a thing. <laughs> if he, he could pass me and I wouldn't know this man. Sorry to this man. <laughs> I'm sorry, Frank. I've never listened to that album. Me so that got, it got, that was the number one album. That was number What is this one. based on? Do you know? I, I don't know. It's like, oh, this is my opinion. Like, I mean, I guess they like accumulated, I guess, whatever musical data, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I'm not even going to make this up. I don't know. I'm just saying like, maybe like, okay, is it like based on like album sales? Is it based on awards received? Because I I mean, if it was album sales, then clearly Blonde would not be number one. Right, 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 right. So I think there may be some other, uh, maybe, maybe like cultural impact. Well, this is intriguing. Maybe we should take, we maybe we should take a listen to Blonde. uh, Okay. Uh, it's okay. the number one album in in the decade. Yeah, of the past decade. Um, wow. To, to round out the top, should I do top five or top ten? Sure, go through it. Uh, so number two was Kanye West, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy." Mm. That was a good album. That okay. was. I will give them that. That was a good album. Uh, Beyonce's "Beyonce" from 2013. That was number three. This one, I would say. I feel like it's the wrong Beyonce album. This is the drunken love. This is yes. the um, partition. Yeah, Beyonce, okay. That whole era. Not lemonade. No, lemonade I was a lot four, higher up. But well, and four was on the list too. But this the gag. Four is higher than lemonade. Hmm. So four ranked higher on this list than lemonade. I actually is. love four though. I love, I four, love the album. four too. But however, I think lemonade should have been number three, and Beyonce should have been. But I guess. 
to defend their choice, I would say the album Beyonce launched the era of dropping music without any like promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was one of the first. I remember when this album yeah. dropped. It just out of nowhere with no promotion or nothing. So that might be yeah. cultural impact. Maybe oh yes, yeah. number three. Okay, so I'll say that. Uh, number four is Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp okay. a Butterfly." Okay, you know. Uh, number five is Fiona Apple. The idler wheel is wiser than the driver of the screw, and whipping cords will serve you more than ropes will ever do. That's the album title. Thank, cool, cool, cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, number six was Solange, A Seat okay, at the Table. That makes sense. That was good. Seven, Vampire Weekend. Don't know who that is. Don't Sorry this to this man. man. Robin was number eight. Um, mm. I like Robin, so but I didn't listen to her like that, but I know a no. lot of people who do. Uh, number nine was D'Angelo and the you, Vanguard. Oh, I do remember that album. Black Messiah. Yeah. And then number 10 was Frank Ocean. Oh, so this is a Frank Ocean fan. (laughs) This is Frank Ocean who did this. So Frank Ocean had two albums in the top 10. So Frank Ocean wrote this article (laughs) for Pitchfork. Clearly. So out of the 200 albums of the past decade, Frank Frank Ocean had two two in the the top top 10. Go ahead, Frank. All right. Go on, Frank. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Woo child. Woo child. So um if you haven't had a chance, you can go on to uh what is it? Pitchfork.com and you can see the full list. They have the full list of all two hundred albums. Um I think Casey Musgrave should have been higher. I think Nicki Minaj's album should have been higher. I think Beyonce's okay. other album should have been high. You know, there's a few different. I would shuffle a lot of things around, but that's that on that. Okay, child. So well, woo child. Mm. Up next for me uh, would be our um, president versus prince, or I should say, actually, prince's estate. Um, So, (laughs) prince's, um, the executives over prince's estate basically put out a message following a Donald Trump rally that happened in Minneapolis, I believe, last week, in which Donald Trump's team. As well as you know, they were kind of they played Purple Rain Prince throughout is from the, Minneapolis. Yes, though, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that that's why they did it. Right. But they played Purple Rain um, in the campaign rally, <laughs> and Prince's team sent a nice cease and desist they said, I think message, the and they said, "You will not use this information. <laughs> we, you will not use this song. We've already had this discussion." Um, we had this discussion last campaign. I said town, what I said. And <laughs> I'm not playing. And um, they sent some nice documentation over to Donald Trump's team. And they responded back. Um, very apologetic. Um, our client, Donald J. Trump for president, um, is in receipt of your letter. And your letter requests on behalf of the estate of Prince Rogers Nelson that the campaign refrain from using Prince's Purple Rain or any other Prince music. <laughs> right. I've been saying that. Just Purple Rain. Yeah, or any other anything song. in connection with campaign rallies or other campaign events. Um, so they will no longer be doing that. Um, and this, like, to be honest, I'm trying to figure out what songs he's going to be able to use. Because, I mean, Rihanna's done this now. Pharrell has done I this. R.E.M. Aerosmith. Yeah. Like, child, what's he going to be able to play? He's going to have to do Jesus Loves Me. and He's going to... Uh... 
get some nice copyright free music from YouTube. And um, Dixie, yeah, Dixieland. Like those, those are the only songs he's gonna be able to play. Play the national. Um, that's it. Cause the the way he's going, Dang. I'm like, who else? Like, who's gonna allow him to play anything else? Oh gosh. Um, but I love that it was just like a quick get you together moment. Donald Trump, don't think just because I'm gone from this world. That you're going to be able to use the gifts that I've left. No. Um, no, no, no. Sweetheart, it's not going down like that. Ooh, child. Yeah. So well, I love that. Sorry to this man. Not really. <laughs> um, okay, I just wanted to give a quick update. I, this is this happened back on October 2nd, but obviously it would behoove us to, to mention it. Um, Botham Jean, uh, for, those, um, for those of you who yes. don't remember, Botham Jean was a black man in texas who was shot in his own home by a police officer mm, mm, who mm. mistakenly entered the wrong apartment um and shot this man um thought she was entering her apartment yes yes uh, this is a white girl white woman police officer and so she was on trial uh this past week a couple of weeks ago I mean, she was actually found guilty guilty mm. of murder um and sentenced to 10 years in prison um what got a lot of people's attention was you know there were clips of her testimony and crying and stuff like that. There and there was testimony from, you know, Botham Jean's brother, um, and then testimony from other people and stuff. And what a lot of people are up in arms about, I guess, is uh, Botham Jean's brother like came down and like gave her a hug. Her name was Amber Amber Geiger. Geiger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was a former Dallas police officer. Came down and gave her a hug after she was sentenced, and then the judge even came down. Right. Gave her a hug after she was sentenced and. It's just I don't know. I, I, they're better than me because I there wouldn't be no hugs given. I think that people me. are like okay. I think that people are like okay with the brother giving the hug. I think the judge. Yeah, was that was like, a little that was like, strange. That's inappropriate. Like yeah. as an like as yeah. to be an unbiased party, right? Um, and all of this like in any other situation that wouldn't have went over well, right? Um, while this you know while I'm happy with the result of it. Um, this is something that shouldn't have never happened. We should never right. be in this position. And I wish that this was the last piece of the puzzle. Like this is still having ramifications and effects today with the uh, young man who testified. Yeah, Brandon. Um, I think it's his name. I believe so. Yeah, um, he was killed. Who was just recently killed. Shot um, in the mouth and shot in the head. Yeah, um, because he testified against Amber. Well, allegedly the, get, the what the <laughs> right what I, well, like what do you mean allegedly so we know that but the official statement from the police is that there was a drug deal gone bad and no. that two individuals Sweetheart. traveled four hours to do a drug switch off with this young man and it was gone bad and they killed him and the police searched his apartment and found mm -mm. marijuana and stuff like that but come on come on yeah i'm not uh, and i'm not buying this and so unfortunately for brandon washington who was a father um young man had a lot of like i think he was like 20 years old yeah very young um it's just like yeah. come on like what yeah. like what are we doing and so um the streets are talking this is definitely not the last of the situation um, and it's, there's no winners, like no. none whatsoever. No. Um, this is definitely a situation that has changed a lot of families. Um, I, I just, so. it's hard to wrap my head around, honestly. So, 
Um, but that that was my Wu Child. I just wanted to give an update on that because obviously that was a a big deal when it happened, and an even bigger deal now. Listen, watching the mm. trial and for her being found guilty. So yeah, okay. Did you catch the Wendy Williams? They be all up discussion. in my business like a Wendy interview. Did you catch? So when she was talking about, and we're going to talk about that down. Amanda Seals situation, but when she was talking about that, because okay. this brought on my next Wu Child moment is when okay. she. So Wendy Williams was covering a um, the Amanda Seals situation, which, which we'll not, talk about. We're going to talk about in a minute. But um, when she was covering it, she was talking about experience that she had back when she was in radio with a girl group, mm-hmm. early two thousands girl group, mm-hmm. or late nineties, late nineties girls group that showed up at the radio station ready, ready to, to jump her ready to jump her <laughs> and that was definitely like wait what and so of course people went around and did some digging and also just wendy also added that they were sent by a music a, mogul that's what she said yeah, yeah she, she said, said a, a music, music mogul, mogul sent a girl group, girl group to, to go <laughs> and so you know me you had to get a nancy drew on nancy drew nancy drew drag um, nancy drew drag but i had to go and do some digging <laughs> do a little research and there was definitely and what did you find child who was the girl group total I was Kim, Keisha, and, and Pam. Pam. What? I was like, oh my gosh, are <laughs> you being total serious? Bitches. Sent by none other than Sean Puffy Puff Daddy P. Combs. Diddy, Puff Daddy P. Diddy Combs. Puffy. Now I was gagged when you told me that. I, I was, was like, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but we've Full got the pledge. receipts. We have the receipts. We have the receipts. So, yeah, it's definitely available. You can go listen to the episode um, from which it actually happened when she's recapping this on the radio yes. but what i found to be most interesting is that we can't get a full reason as to why they were sent well i mean let's be clear wendy is infamous and famous but For like her mouth. right so she definitely probably said something real shady or slick about either diddy or the girl group or bad boy in general hmm. who knows and she got that heat. She got that heat. Called I found on it to be her. very interesting. I think that the, yeah, I really and she said that this is going to be played out in her lifetime movie. Yes, because I really want to see. I want to see what was yeah. the what was the catalyst. Yes, for such craziness. Yes. Um, oh yes, and the famous words of Wendy. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's interesting to kind of see people like, of course, Diddy, who he is now. I mean, um, and they've they've since. Uh, reconciled and, and they're on that Wendy stuff, and Diddy are on child. good terms but and, and she's the thing I love about and I was telling you this just a minute ago is that Wendy does say some like problematic things or like things that are just really off the wall but like the stories this is the reason why I like Wendy's because the mm-hmm. stories that she's got so many stories of like back in the day like people I, I like a lot of the new kids, new generation. They only see Wendy Williams from the TV show, but Wendy had a whole life on radio, and she like from the Whitney Houston altercation to this total altercation yeah. to like she's got stories. I'm sure for like days. Oh yeah, it all it all goes down on radio. Yeah, yeah, it all goes down on radio. Some of the craziest stuff and artists and. Um, she's a shock job. issues she's yeah a shock job. have all come from radio um so 
Yeah. That was crazy. That was definitely a mess for me to <laughs> like I was just I was nosy enough to want to go take the next step to figure right. out who it was. And yeah. You better take shout that out initiative. To, shout out to Total. Um and speaking of which, the the reason why she was talking about that on her TV show because she was talking about Amanda Seals. And so let's uh, let's um let's transition over into oh, that. Oh gosh. So Do we have to this Amanda Seals situation. And I feel I feel bad because I like Amanda, but like I can mm. I I can see I can see why this is sort of happening. So Amanda was on her podcast Small Doses, which I listened to. Yeah. Um the other uh, what? Not this past week, but the week before. She was it was side effects Sex of professionalism. Effect. Yep. And she, part one. yeah, part one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still in the midst of listening to part two. By the I way, I couldn't even listen to part two. No, <laughs> I was over it. He was over it. And so she recapped an incident where it was a a, a black Hollywood after party, for Essence after party, or Emmys. Emmys after party. Yeah, it was an Emmys after after party or whatever that um, Issa Rae's publicist was throwing. Um, and her and in connection with some other people right with too. some other stars. Yeah, and so l- l- last year. She went with Jill Scott and yep. had a hard time getting into the party um, because they weren't letting her in. Um, right. And so she ended up making her way in. She pulled a couple of strings or whatever, or some other people came out to help her and they let her in. But she had a, like a very tough time getting in. Um, and so then this past year, she tried to go to the same party again with um, Kendrick, uh, the light skinned boy with the. Uh, no, 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 she went Kendrick. with Jesse. She was invited by Jesse. Yes, who was, help, she was helping she throw was the party. She was invited by um, Jesse Williams. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy, green eyes, light skinned black man. Yes. Um, and she wouldn't let it, she had a hard time getting in again. And so then, uh, what did he say? Janet Jackson's manager or somebody whose manager helped Ooh. her get in? Somebody's manager helped her get in. I think so. What happened was is that, because she wasn't there with. She was invited by Jesse, but she didn't arrive with Jesse. No, she came her with her friend. Scene. It was her and her friend. Yeah. And so they had famous. some issues in getting in. Right. And then actor, singer Elijah Kelly yes, was there getting... and then ended up like, just come girl, on come on. Yeah, just come on. And in. so she followed him in. And then um, some girl named Kiara. So Kiara, the girl. The that, the, no, the girl Kiara, I think, is who she was with. No, that was. I forget her friend's name or whatever, but it was some light-skinned girl at the door who okay. was like, no, you can't come in, you can't come in or whatever. And that's when Elijah Keller was like, just come on in. And so she came in and then when her friend went to the, she said her friend went to the bathroom, bathroom. and she said at the bar and that's when security came up to her and was like, you gotta go. You gotta right. go. And Four I, security guards. Right. And so they escorted her out, her and her friend out. Um, and the, the interesting part was, and I think this may be the telling part, is that she said that like nobody stood up for her, like not even like the other uh, uh, members of Insecure. Yeah, not even the, uh, the cast, cast members. Yvonne, she said Yvonne was there, Natasha was there, Issa was there at the table. Nobody helped her. Nobody spoke up for her. Or anything, and she just had to leave. So, what is that? To me, that's telling. Like, if you don't have anybody willing to like stand up for you and be like what are y'all doing like let her in what does that say of your own actions and this is what i'll say okay and i've seen this kind of play out with a lot of tv shows i think that we see one aspect of them on the screen right and we see the camaraderie and all of those things but they are co-workers like 
at the end of the so day. So they don't have to be friends. And so the relationships might not necessarily be as strong as what they're conveying through their characters on TV. Which is fine. Right? Which is totally fine. Cool. Got it. Now, this situation in which no one from Insecure rose to, like, went to go speak up on her behalf, like, what was the... I guess, was there going to be someone who's going to be like, actually, no, she's here with me. She can stay. Like, what Like, what were they supposed to stay? Well, I say? think it was more so the fact that it was Issa Rae's publicist. Like, you're on Issa's show, so why wouldn't Issa be like, oh, no, she's good. Like, she's fine. So clearly there is some beef or some animosity. I'm sure that this between Issa Rae is not only this uh, one's person's client, this publicist's only client. I'm sure, but, like, I mean, if, you're in the, if she is a principal actor on this TV show and the rest of the cast is there and you're not, you would think the cast would at least be like, no, she's good. Like, let her, she's fine. Or Issa would go to her publicist and be like, what are you doing? Like, From the story, it in. sounds like that there's a lot of other people right. that were saying that she was fine and that she was good. And with Issa Rae being, yes, her, like, with that being her publicist, does Issa have the authority to be like, yes, I, you need to let her into this party now? I mean... For the party that you're throwing that I don't have anything to do with. I'm here, but you need to let this person in as your boss. I wouldn't use the word authority. I would use the word pull. She definitely has the pull to be able to do that. I think Issa's a big enough name now. And, I mm. mean, that's a part of your team. So, I mean, that's a part of your camp who's yeah. throwing this party. So, I mean, you kind of have a little bit of involvement. You were asked. And to you be know there. what? To be honest with you, and I don't want to come off because I think the situation definitely was wrong. Yes. Um, Amanda Seals was done wrong yes. in this whole I agree. thing. She should have definitely been allowed to come to the party and all of those things. In the same breath, I have to play devil's advocate. If you had an issue getting in last the first year, first time, why go back? Why would you even put yourself in that why go predicament? Yeah. Understanding that, yes, this is the Black Emmy party. I understand, like you want to be a part, With you want to be, you want to be in like here, that. and you want to yeah. celebrate, and all of those things. I get all of that. I honestly do. But at some point, when you know that you have history, as she does with this publicist, right. this was not the first situation right amanda seals went on to say that they have had repeated interactions in which this publicist has been directly nasty right or to her so her, like yeah. if you know that that person is involved why would you want to put yourself in a situation i agree um i think one of the things that i i've noticed over time is that i follow all of them on instagram you know, I don't ever see Amanda hanging out with any of them outside of like filming. Like I see Yvonne and Issa together all the time or like Natasha and Issa and them outside of filming and you never see Amanda with them. So mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know what that's about. And then I remember what, seeing um, when a black lady sketch show was on and, you know, in the comments, you know, Natasha, Yvonne and Issa all guest starred on the show. And yep. everybody was asking Amanda, like, where are you? Why aren't you on the show? Like, why Why haven't you made? And she was just like, ask them. I don't know. That's what she replied. And one I was lurking in the comment sections. And I mean, there's definitely some she was like, you have to ask tensions. Them like, so, yeah. clearly with Saronis' tweet. Oh, Saronis, he, yeah. I, like, what did he say again? He was like, well, you can't expect to be a, a disrespectful ass person and expect people to want to jump to your rescue. Right sit this one out yeah um 
Which I mean, hey, Ooh. like that's a lot of that is a lot of emotion. Yep. In just 140 characters or less, <laughs> and um, that. That, yeah, that already share, shares that yes, there's something that has going that's going on that's been going on, and I say that is going on because they still are filming season four, right, right now, right. But you've noticed none of them have posted anything else about filming. Like when they first started filming, there was pictures, they were taking group pictures and stuff together. But since this incident kind of came out publicly. Mm-hmm. I've not seen any of them post anything else about filming. Well, we'll see what happens with this character in season four. Do you think she's in jeopardy of losing her job? Possibly. On Insecure? Possibly. If they go on to another season after this? I mean, if it's like an ensemble, right? It's definitely become more of like an ensemble. Like, right. It's become an ensemble show. Or her role um, diminished. I mean, she hasn't been on the show that much anyway. I think they definitely have. So the it could definitely I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it will happen if that will look just retaliatory, retaliatory. Yeah. But um, hmm, yeah. I could I I could definitely see it happening. Okay. So interesting. Um, well, yeah, that's a Wu Chow for me. Um, yeah. That's all I have uh, for Wu Chow. Did you have anything else? No, that's that's it for me. What's coming up next, Marcus? All right. So I guess it's my segment. I always love doing spill segments. You don't ever do them, but I do. And so coming up after the break, we're going to. I'm not sharing shit with these people. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fake. <laughs> we're, I've got a nice spill topic coming up with us. So we'll be right back after this break. All right. All right, welcome back, everybody. And we are doing Spill this week. And this week's Spill has to do with what I call community. Um, What kind of community are you surrounding yourself with? And what kind of support system do you have Hmm. in place when, you know, when shit hits the fan, when things go wrong, or um, as the book titled, When Things Fall Apart? um, Who is in your corner? Who is lifting you up who is helping you and so i just want to talk about that for a moment because obviously from the top of the show we know that um i had a a life-changing thing happen you know you know when you go to having somebody who's in your life every day to not at all anymore you know um it was it was a tough pill to swallow you know and Mm -hmm. i think um it just really got me thinking because i i feel like i have a a good community i have a good okay. grouping of friends come on community that um that really helped me helped me through that um and and are still helping me through that and so i mean what what are your initial thoughts about community and how important that is to have i think it's extremely important um that you diversify the types of communities that you're a part of too like i think it's great to have like a core what i would call like my board of directors right i have certain people that are on my board who help me who really help with governance who help me make big life big life decisions right um and i think that it's great to have that um but you also need different types of communities i think to surround yourself with um because while I might have a great group of friends, um, there might be some people who are not 
necessarily as locked into what I'm doing spiritually. Right. Um, and so I feel like I've, I've found a committee, a community for that. Um, when it comes to me and my professional career and how I, um, climb that, how, how I climb that ladder, uh, I have a community for that, that I, that pours into me and that helps me develop as a professional. So I think communities are extremely important. I think it's also important to not limit yourself to one um, commit community and and expect them to be everything that right. you need because they're not. I think you hit yeah. the nail on the head with like the board of directors because it's important to have that professional space, that personal space, that you know if choose you choose it to be the spiritual space or whatever. I I think that's a really good idea, and I think that you know um even a gay space you know i mean Mm -hmm. like i I think that's also extremely important you know just so that um there there are different avenues for different people and i I think that's very important i agree with that i agree with that um do you have any examples of where um community has been extremely beneficial to you i I think the biggest i would say the community that i feel like i have created from the ground up almost is the community that I've used here to sustain myself in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I came here not knowing anyone who lived right. in the city. And so that was tough. And it's been six years of fostering connections with people that I want to bring in um, on a closer level, not mm-hmm. necessarily just like on the surface, like, Oh, right. we see each other out, but creating a community of people that, um, I can lean on and I can um, count on to give it to me straight when I need when I need it. Who can, um, you know, give me a dollar if I need it. You know, any of those things. Right. Um, or so a place to stay. I think that's I think that that's really important of creating those um, cre- creating those groups of people. And I think that that's the biggest that's the biggest example I have of one that I've created. Now I've been able to just kind of hop into certain communities like i think my um my membership into alpha phi alpha like that was that create that helped create a community in lots of different spaces right like so no matter where i go i feel like that that is a standing piece that. that i like that i've always been able to go back to and rely on when I need it when I need to use those connections. Yeah, that's um, been very so, helpful for me. Yeah. Too. So that's yeah. like always been a big one um, as well. I think, I don't know. I go back and forth with the gay community. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, hmm. What do you mean when you say that? I don't, I, I, I wouldn't use it for me as an example of a strong community that I've built. Um, I think there, I think I have built it. I think I yeah, have I'm built it. I'm going to say you have that community. I, yeah. I think I do have that community. And I've, and I've I think that community intersects it. with some other um, but pieces. But it's there. not, it's not one that is <laughs> large at all. And it shouldn't be. By any means. It's not a, um, and I struggle because it, it doesn't, it's very, it's, it's, it's a very self-contained group of friends. It's a very small circle. Right. Um, and so I don't, I mean, yes, that is a strong, that's a strong piece of um, a community that I have, but not one that I would say that I've always felt 
comfortable in or like created um, for the sole purpose of for the sole purpose of like just to be social, like okay. to go out and have some people to kick it with. Right. I feel like that's where it started. Um, I feel like that's where it started. And then through that time, it became um, more. Yeah, more. Yeah. No, I mean, and I, I don't think that that's a bad thing at all. I think, um, you know, my gay community kind of intersects with a couple of other, you know, close friends you know, in, in that regard, because it is such a, a small circle, you know, I mean, it's not a um, it's not very elaborate and I don't think it necessarily needs to be. And, you know, I think um, in this instance, the kind of serves a dual purpose um, a little bit because, you know, it's it's a group that you can go to if you're having issues or questions about something relating to that or, you know, it also kind of bleeds over into just you know having like that personal relationship with said people or person mm -hmm. so no i agree with that um but no yeah i mean I, I say all of that to say that just the community is important yeah um it can be a lifeline it can be a um a lifesaver um it could also be a mirror to uh things that you're not doing like right that you should be or telling you the truth, you know, being a truth seeker or, or uh, a fact checker or something like that. And so I, I appreciate the community that I am continually building. I, I think there are definitely some other facets um, in my life where I need to work on building that community a little bit more. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's a start. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment after the break. What are we doing? Uh, it is our signature segment. So we're coming back to you with Fizz or Flat. Stay tuned. All right. And welcome back. You're listening to Cold Pop and it is time for Fizz, Fizz or, or flat. flat. So this is where we take some of the biggest moments in pop culture over the past couple of weeks and we rate them with either fizz if we're feeling it or we're gonna say it's flat if we're not yes first up do you want to go or should i go uh i'll go first okay so raising dion on netflix mm. um that show just came out i don't know if, yeah. uh, if you recall there was a, a campaign, like sort of like a little test pilot or whatever mm. of the series of, you know, this idea that started floating around online and people were really into it and really digging it. And so um, Michael B. Jordan is an executive producer on this, and he actually picked it up along with some other producers mm -hmm. and they made the show happen. Um, and it debuted on Netflix, I think, last week, yep. um, last Friday. Um, I watched it. Was, it's eight episodes long, eight yep. or nine episodes long. Um, I watched the first episode. I mean, anything that my ex is a part of, I'm definitely going to support. <laughs> so while me and Michael B, we we did not work out and that's fine. You know, I I still support him and love him. So uh, <laughs> I still got love for him. Let me say that mm. for my I guess blacked. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Delusions. By by Calvin Klein. <laughs> um, overall, the show, the premise is great. I think this is a great idea of a premise. Can you give us a little sneak peek into what it's about? Okay, I think yes. that that's important. So the show is about a little boy who is eight Dion, years old who, named Dion. Don't nobody name their child Dion no more. I mean, no yeah. little boys. Well, 
Deion okay. Sanders would have something to that's say. That's why about I was gonna that. say that's the only that's the or only one. Deion Warwick, but that's a woman. That's a woman. That's still. Yeah. Um, anyways, this eight year old boy has superpowers or has is manifesting his powers and his single mom um is trying to raise him in this era as he continues to find out about his powers and mm-hmm. you know, his mom has to protect him and uh, they've, they've developed the story out a little bit more and then you find out why, you know, the dad is gone and, you know, where the powers are coming from. And obviously the antagonist of the uh, the season or the series is also revealed as well. Um, but no, like I said, the premise is great. The execution, uh, I'm going to have to give it like a six out of ten because it needs a lot more development. This feels like it was sort of rushed. Excuse me. It feels like it was sort of rushed, but at the same time, a lot of the characters didn't get their just due when it comes to mm. like development. And yeah, who and they are, got... like even identifying, like, well, who is this person? Yeah, you know, some of that wasn't even given. I haven't gotten, uh, I haven't got that far. So, like I said, I'm still okay. like in the first episode, yeah, working my way through. But um, there seems to be a lot of promise. Um, there does. I, yeah. I'm rooting for it yeah. to get a second season, but story, so. it needs more. It needs more. Yeah. It needs more work. And it's a cute kid. He the is. The little boy's cute. He's he funny. got on my nerves sometimes. He's I'm, funny. He, he's very funny. But like I, I, the times where he, I was like, why, why are you doing this? I was like, Marcus, he's, he's an eight-year-old. <laughs> right. Like, calm down. This is a TV show. He's an eight-year-old. Of course, this is how he's going to act. Right. You know? And so... Um, I thought the mom, the actress who played the mom, she did a good job, you know, because she had to help kind of carry this, you know, because mm-hmm. you have this eight year old actor or I don't know how old the actor, the little boy is in real life. But, you know, she had to help, you know, carry this. And so yeah. she did a decent job. I will say uh, without giving too much away, I think if this does get a second season, Michael B. Jordan needs to be more of a part of this. Well, we'll see um, how that's going to happen. Yeah, well, you have to watch the way. If you've seen the whole season, then you know what I'm talking about about how he needs to be a bigger part of this. Okay, Trent hasn't gotten that far yet, so I, I could under I see where you're like, well, I don't know how that's possible, but you got to watch the whole season. Okay, um, he definitely needs to be a more part of bigger part of this if they get a season two. So, we'll see, because he he needs that. We need that familiarity, and we need him to kind of help carry this. Because right now, they 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 need it carried, and they need some carrying. I definitely would. Um, yeah, I so, definitely would watch a lot more if he was in it a lot more. Um, well, are we giving us a fizz or a flat? I mean, based on what I've seen, I'm going to give it a fizz. I'm going to give it a subtle fizz. I'm what? borderline flat because it's just, ugh, there's so many things that like need to be reworked or restructured, but I can't give it a complete flat because it's a black show. Number one. Yes, a, you can. You can give all, a black show a you, flat. You yes, can, you can. You can, but it's got potential. It's got a lot of potential. Like this could end up being really, really well. And the reason why I say that is because, um, I go back to um, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. When they started out, that first season was terrible. But they got picked up, and on season two, it was like a 180, night and day. Like, it turned into, like, the best show. So okay. I'm rooting for Raising Dion and that to happen. So we'll see. Well, let's see. What... So I'm going to give it a light fizz. Okay. All right, what you got? 
All right, so everyone get ready, pack your bags, and let's head to New York to head on the Great White Way this summer because MJ the Musical is coming. Um, so after a long, shaky, arduous process, canceled previews, um, changes in directors and all of those things, the Michael Jackson autobiographical musical will be coming to the stage. What's the name of it? Um, and so it, the name has changed to now MJ the Musical. Uh, it was before? Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Okay. Um, but this is supposed to kind of chronicle his life, his journey through... Um, Basically, his journey kind of growing up through the Jackson 5 and branching out on his own um, into superstardom. The people at the helm of this um, had worked on the, worked on the musical pretty heavily. And it was supposed to actually preview here in Chicago last February. Mm-hmm. But due to lots of things with Leaving Neverland... Of course, cancel like culture and all of that stuff. Yeah. It was canceled. It was completely... Oh, canceled. Yeah, it was canceled. So I didn't think it was going to actually come. Um, but probably since all of those inconsistencies were poked into Leaving Neverland, it may have opened up a... a doorway, uh, yeah. may, may have opened up a doorway into this. And so now we can expect for MJ the Musical to be coming... Um, this June, I believe, in uh, 2020. So, really excited about it. I don't know anything about the cast. So, they're keeping everything pretty close, mm-hmm. um, playing everything pretty close to the vest. Any recognizable um, Broadway stars that we know? So, no one. They haven't said anyone. Okay. So, I'm like, wait, who's right? Who's on? Who's coming on? Um, but you can... I think tickets go on sale in... January. Okay. And then, oh, performances actually begin in July, not June. Oh, okay. Of next year. Of 2020, yes. Okay. So it is about to go down. Get ready. MJ the Musical is coming um, to Broadway. I'm really excited. I think this has the ability to be more than just a jukebox jukebox musical Uh um, with all of the things that you know, we know about Michael Jackson's life. I think that there um, is uh, there's an opportunity for there to be some really meaty um, content. Ah, uh, sure. I'm. I think I'm gonna give this a flat. Okay. Yeah. You want to give this a flat because you don't want to see the musical. I just don't care. You don't want to. Okay. I don't, I don't think I care. That's interesting. Yeah. I. I like I like Michael Jackson, but I was never like this crazy huge fan. Like I mean, obviously I hmm. I've loved his, I've liked his music and stuff like that, but I've never been okay. a, a huge fan. And I mean, I, I I'll give it a flat for now because I want more details on like what this is going to be, like what you, how this musical is going to be. Like, is it going to be like a I, I just need more. I need more. What do you mean? Do you, what is it going to be like? What? Like, what are the things that you are imagining right now? I just want to, you know, see how it's set up and who's going to be on the cast and things like that. You I honestly think it should be like an that. unknown. I agree. I think it should be an unknown actor. I think I that, that should be like, we need to bring someone in. And I honestly think that it's probably going to be played by a couple of different people. If this is really as, if, going I about time, it, if right. it's going to be as, you know, it's going to be a child biography music. 
like yeah, we need to see and older. Yeah. We need to see a couple of different age spaces. Yeah, um, times. and so and Michael Jackson looked different during <laughs> places of his life. So yeah, there's probably going to be a couple of actors I think that will do this. I what I'm what I am hoping is that this is not just, we're going to use Michael Jackson's songs right. and create a show a whole, around it. Like, yeah. that's not, that's right. not that's necessarily what I, what I want. Like, yeah. I would like to see there to be some, I would like, of course, to see some of that music brought in, but then also some original music. I think if you've ever seen Motown the musical. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. That is what I would really like. It should be on that level of, um, that it should be on that like kind of level of um content so like an actual like the actual story um with using some of the music intertwined so i agree um what are you giving you giving uh, this to- a oh yes yeah. i am ready to see this show I, I i knew you would because i remember when michael jackson passed away back in college and you were distraught for like a week straight. Uh, was I distraught? I, I remember because I, I remember coming and picking you up, and you were like, "I just don't know what to do with myself." I don't know if that's true. <laughs> and but, I was like, um, "It's okay, Trent." He was like, "I just, I'm just gonna need some time to myself." I don't know if that's true. You I don't really remember did. that. You were being that, super but dramatic. But I do remember that. It. Yeah, it was definitely a sad day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, moving on. Um, oh, okay. Tyler Perry in the news this week. He just. Uh, I guess they had the grand opening of Tyler Perry Studios yes, in Atlanta. It was beautiful. The sprawling estate we on had a former a, Confederate. We had a very nice time. Yeah, in your dreams. Uh, <laughs> the sprawling estate that was built on what an old Confederate base or whatever. Yeah. Um, it looked great. Like all the stars turned out for it. You know, from the likes. Of I mean, everyone. Black Hollywood, technically. Black Hollywood, but not only just Black Hollywood. There were athletes. There were yeah. like. Yeah, everyone from everywhere came out. There yeah. were politicians. There were yes. Yeah, um, and I mean, basically, what he's got like twelve different sound stages, and he named them all after famous. Like Halle Berry got her own sound stage. Whoopi Goldberg got her own sound stage. Um, Cicely Tyson, Cicely, Ruby yeah. D, a lot Ozzie of people Davis, got stars. Diane Carroll. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like he has like replicas of. He's got a replica of. The White House is in there. Yes, and then um, Medea's home house from Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Um, it's very large. Yeah, it's it's a very large was, structure. But, yeah, um, and it's one of the largest in the country. Uh, one of the and largest it's in Atlanta. Um, so I think that it's really amazing to see this in this place and time. I definitely want to go and take a tour. Me too. Um, Me too. It's yeah. It's really cool to see where Tyler Perry has come from. From being homeless and living in his car, um, financing his own right. first and I, play. And like, I think that that's great. Like that all of that is amazing, but it's also really interesting to see the person who was doing these Medea plays. Yeah. Leverage it into this, this. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, Amazing. It's yeah. It's really cool to kind of see that trajectory. Yeah, I um, think what really got the ball rolling for him was a Diary of a Mad Black Woman. I think Kimberly Elise absolutely helped shuttle him into like the movie 
because the movie was a success. It was a big, it was a hit. It was a big movie, and that was yeah, the first time. Yeah, I think, I mean, yes, I think, yes, I think she was great in it. I, I, I think it's more so Tyler Perry's performances. Well, no, I um, mean, I agree with that, that but like that was the first time that the mainstream got to see Medea. Because mm-hmm. I mean, black, we had all the Tyler Perry plays on bootleg. Like I mm-hmm. watched them all the time at my family's house and stuff. But like for mainstream to actually see Medea and stuff like that, I think that was the dawn of a new era for him mm-hmm. so um i give this a total fizz i would love to go act there one day or something like that you know and be a part of a project i think uh this means a lot of great things because it's bringing money back into the economy it's creating a lot of jobs for black people there and you know i um, creating a space for black creatives to you know be involved in projects and stuff like that yeah you know so was it true i saw something about like black panther was actually filmed on at the studio uh, I think maybe some portions on like a soundstage yeah. or something like that. I yeah, think that was cool too. So, so, um, nice. but I, I give this a total fizz. Yeah, total fizz for me too. We enjoyed being there, Tyler. Once again, if you're listening, thank you for inviting me. It was beautiful. <laughs> um, up next, lies the so, lies the lies of Candy Berries right now. <laughs> how do we feel about our celebrity voices? on our Google Assistants, Alexas, those types of things. So it was recently announced this past week that Issa Rae is going to be one of the newest voices of um, of Google Assistant. Uh-huh. And, you know, Sam Jackson uh, had did Alexa. Yes. Um, I think John Legend had also did, um, he's done Google Assistant. So, like, this is, this is a do interesting. I think if you remember that commercial, do you remember the commercial for? I think it was Alexa, actually. Um, it was like a Super Bowl commercial where they oh, had all they of had the Cardi celebrities B and stuff in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that they really was like. I think they saw that commercial. And they was like, "Let's do." It this was shit. a popular commercial. Um, and like, let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my question is, is this going to be more expensive to get? Do you have to buy these voices? I feel like it should be just like a software upgrade. We can something. definitely monetize this, though, in a way. Oh, I'm sure. Um, who who do you think is going to be on next? Like, who? what voices would you want to hear I mean, next? I feel like Cardi B isn't obvious just because she was in the commercial. But I want, I'm I don't here know for if John have, Legend's I don't voice. know if I can have Cardi B. I'm here for John Legend. He can swoon me all day, every day. Mm, you are so fast. Um, or whatever. Um, who else? I mean, obviously, I feel like you should get Morgan Freeman to do one. <laughs> you know? No, I, uh, yeah. Or James Earl Jones. I mean, yeah. these are iconic voices. Right. I think, yeah, those are definitely more like iconic voices and like voices I would be scared to kind of hear in the night. <laughs> I would also love to hear Richard Attenborough's voice. Who is that? He's the, the guy who narrates all the nature documentaries. No, I don't know. The plant, our Sorry to this man. Like <laughs> Do not, if I would, he's on the street, I wouldn't not, know a thing. For all of you who are educated out there, you know who Rich yeah. Attenborough is. Oh, he would be a good voice. What do you think? I would get Oprah. Okay, see, you're, doing, you're definitely going a little bit more like. I'm um, thinking of voices I want to hear. Serious? Like, oh, so I want to, like, silly. Like, I would foolery. like, yeah, I would love to have. Um, what is her name from the City Girls? Carisha from the City Girls. Stop it. Like talking about like getting flued out. Stop I would it. love to see. I would love. Oh my gosh. I would love to have Soldier Boy be a Google Assistant. Goodbye. Um. What about Tiffany Pollard? 
Her voice to me, no. Her voice is not recognizable enough. I think so. I don't think so. I, yeah, I think, no. I think so. Uh, Michael Blackson, the comedian, the mm. mother suckers. I think that that would be. I'm trying to. I'm trying to create laughter in my home. I, I oh, think that that would okay. be. Um, so what about Little Duval? He would be great. Okay. Charlemagne the God would be great. Yeah, I didn't say what about Charlemagne. Wendy. I would do Wendy. I was going to say I would let Wendy. Wendy would, would be fun. Wendy. So. Yeah. So, How you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so I would be so like, ready for that. Wendy, I'm good. Uh, girl. So I thought, yeah, I thought I thought that this was good. I'm ready for you all to get some more. Uh-huh. Um, so anyone who works at Google working on this project, um, get us to do it. Yeah, get we'll some more it. people. Get some more people so I can. I might get a Google assistant. Actually, Child, you're scared to use the Alexa you got now. I'm definitely so scared to use it. You're not using a Google assistant. It's very true. So, so where are we giving this a fizz or a flat? This is a total fizz for me. Um, fizz for me too. I just I want them. I want. I'm interested to see who signs on next. Yeah. Um, the last thing I have for fizz or flat is kind of goes back to uh, what Pitchfork did, but uh, Ti made his own list of the top fifty rappers in Atlanta um, or of all time. <laughs> I saw I that there was one, one in Atlanta, yeah. and I no, was this like, is just oh. of all time. I've got okay. The, list here on my phone hold on but he caused a lot of controversy because um some people were like oh okay so his here's i'll give you just the top 10 here uh well so let me give you the context this started on his podcast so they were rating this on his podcast and initially what caused a lot of controversy is because they were talking about oh you can only choose one or the other between Nicki Minaj and Lil Kim only one of them can make the list and why right why and so that's what caused the like why couldn't both of them be on the list and so now they're both on the list but the initial conversation was um oh no well both of them can't be on the list and everybody chose Lil Kim and it's like well why can't both of them be on the list they both deserve to be on the list and they're missing a lot of other people too that I'll tell you about here in a second but the top 10 that he has, um, Tupac is number one, Jay-Z's number two, Biggie's number three, Snoop Dogg is number four, Kanye's number five, Drake is number six, Eminem is number seven, mm. Nas is number eight, Wow. DMX is number nine, and Lil Wayne DMX. is number 10. And then it goes down, I'll give you some notables, uh, Andre 3000 is number 13. How did DMX get before Andre 3000? Right, Lauren Hill's number 15. What? Uh, who else here? Let me see. Buster Rhymes is number 26. Uh, Jeezy is number 30. Big Boy is number 33. Ludacris is number 36. Hmm. Big Pun is 37. <laughs> Bun B is number thirty nine. Okay. All right, and so I'm here, good. The other I'm good ones. with hold this on, list. Hold on, hold uh, on. Little Kim is number forty, and then Fabulous and Nicki Minaj are being arrowed and switched as forty one and forty two, and then number fifty is Killer Mike. But he's missing so many people. Number one, where's Black Thought? Black Thought's not on here. Where's Queen Latifah? Where's Lisa Left Eye mm. Lopez? Mm. Where's um? I don't know. The, there's don't several know female artists who should be on here. I don't know if Lisa Left Eye Lopez is going to be on there. I think Lisa should be on here. I don't think she's going to make it. I think she would should absolutely be on here. Um, beyond just Little Kim, um, Nicki Minaj, and Lauren Hill. Like, there's a lot of other female rappers who should be on this list. Foxy okay. Brown. And this is, is this of the last decade? Because I'm trying to figure out, where's no, the people? This where's is just, the old school 
people? Where's where is okay? You talking about women? Where's MC Light? Right. Where is right? Uh, KRS One is yeah. Not like on where's here. where where's, they at? Not on here. <laughs> Sorry to this man, <laughs> but they're not on this list. Um, Raekwon is number forty five. Ghostface is forty four. Raekwon, Raekwon, help me. Yeah. Who's Raekwon? Um, he with some. You remember that song? Uh, the artist Truth Hurts. Yeah, he was the rap Raekwon. That's the rapper that was Wait, what? featured on her song. I thought that was Rakim. Oh, it is Rakim. What Damn. are you talking about? Who's okay. Raekwon? Hold on, let me look this up. Y'all, who's Raekwon? Okay, Google Issa. <laughs> who, <laughs> who, is who is Raekwon? Raekwon the rapper. Um, I know. Uh, you're oh, right. Raekwon from Wu Tang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you. Well, y'all about to take my black card right. already. Um, but so, and I would give it up because I didn't know who that was. Method Man and Red Man are on here, but like they're further down the list. Red. Oh, Raekwon is number forty-five. Red Man is number forty-six, and Method Man is number twenty-one. So and Commons number nineteen. Uh, no, that's Cameron is number nineteen. Commons not even on the list. That's the other thing. Commons should be on the list. Interesting. Yeah. So like I'm just this is very very interesting. And I mean then, you're never gonna get a list that everybody agrees on. But like, guess right? what Ti put himself as? Where did he put himself? Number eleven. As? Okay. <laughs> Go Ti. Modest. <laughs> very modest. Um, I think I mean you're never gonna get a list that everyone agrees on. Like no. I think you just gotta. Be oh, you gotta be good with that Shikana. Like, but I think <laughs> Shikana. Uh, but I think um, it's been very obvious that like, and been very across the board. Top three has always been Jay Z, Nas, and or top four Jay Z, Nas, Biggie, and Tupac. Mm-hmm. And to have them spaced out so. so no, that's the that's the top so, four, wasn't it? No, it was not the top. It was four. Tupac. No. Tupac was number Jay Z. It was uh. I think Nas was out of the Nas top Nas was four. number eight. Snoop was number four. So Pac, Jay-Z, and Biggie were one, two, and three. Okay. So, and Nas was number eight. And over, you know, behind Kanye, Drake, and Eminem, and Snoop Dogg, like, I wouldn't put Snoop Dogg as number four. He would be, like, maybe top 20. Listen, I everybody, everybody got a different opinion. That's true. Because, I mean, I'm over here asking. Who's Raekwon? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Who the so, fuck is that? So. Um, I'm giving this list a flat, though. I'm like, eh, I don't agree with this. I, I, I'm honestly, I, I'm either or. I really don't care. I mean, it's so. Pick a side, pick a side. I mean, I'm going to give him, um, I'm going to give the list right. a, um, a flat. But I'll give T.I. a fist for trying A for effort. Well, this is just about the list. So. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a flat Pick is. and choose. Pick, it. <laughs> Pick and choose what you want to use it for. So, okay. Anywho. Um, that's all I've got for fizz or flat. All right. Well, I think that that's it. That's the show. Yes. 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 Um, as we always end, what are your final thoughts? What's your takeaway from this episode? Mm, I don't think I have an actual takeaway from right. the episode the last i think time you did one you reached you got that you got on that ladder and you reached for the sky <laughs> i don't know if i have an actual takeaway i think what i am going back to is the amanda seal situation and mm. what continues to be the thing in hollywood 
is the game of regardless of like where you get like definitely the game of politics right and where people have um people decide to put their attention to the this is what i'll say and this is i'm going to leave this on going back to the amanda seals thing because she said it, and i definitely agree with her while she can be sometimes you know a little bit much she said the reason why that publicist was able to target her as much as she felt she was being targeted because someone had put the battery in her back. Someone had gave her the A-OK that it's it. OK yeah. to treat this guest this way, yeah. this way or this celebrity this way. I agree. Amanda Seals is definitely a name and not a person who, you know, walking up. Yes, of course, she should be able to get in. She's definitely recognizable right. now. Right. Um, but someone has given her the power to do that and to behave in that way. So I agree. Yeah. I think that's just what I go back to. And I constantly think about like just, yeah, the, the politics of Hollywood. That can be tough. It's not for everybody. Yeah. What about you? Um, my takeaway is again, just on community. Uh, community is important. Community is something that you should definitely have to kind of keep your sanity and um, it's important to find, you know, where that community exists and the different facets of what your board of directors has. So that's what I would say is my takeaway. Okay. So, well, that is the show. Ladies and gents, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank Please you. follow us on social media. You could follow the show on IG at cold pop show. Yes. Um, or on Facebook at cold pop show. Um, we have my, a Facebook. We do have a Facebook page. Since yes, when? get into it. We've always had one. I need for you to stay in tune to what's going I've on. I've never seen it. Yes, you have. The Facebook. Yeah. Cold Pop Facebook page. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna have to pull mm-hmm. this up for him. Sorry to this man. I don't. <laughs> and that's sad. That's sad. That goes to I show. That's where you be scrolling online and slip right past that page and wouldn't know what that page was. You can find us at Cold Pop Podcast on Facebook. How many friends? How many followers do we have? Um, I don't know. Let's go and look. Let's see, honey. He he don't know not nothing. Many. Yeah, I didn't know we had a Facebook page. Well, that's I thought it was sad. just an Instagram page. No, we have a full look. We have a full page with wow. millions of followers. <laughs> um, so, wow, well, how sad. Um, so also, yeah. follow us on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Google Play. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, 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 share. Uh, we're trying to broaden our audience. Please share. Let us know if you have any topics that you want to talk about, anything like that, or um, you have a comment on something in a previous episode. Let us know. You know, we're uh, very, uh, I think we're very responsive on online. So, I mean. Totally. So, please hit us up. Um, or you can follow me on Twitter at TrentonRD and on IG at Trenton Rashad. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. Thanks so much, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you all next week. All right. Bye. Bye.